Well, good morning, everyone. Gosh, we're back for uh, episode one of Can't Can't Make It Up podcast, and haven't we had some Can't Make It Up episodes happen? <laughs> trying to record hey, it. This is episode one, take number one thousand. I don't. I, yeah. I've lost. I've so, lost count. So, so beat up the sound guy over there mixing it up. They stayed up till one thirty this morning drinking bourbon. And his performance this morning shows. Well, I'm not sure his computer didn't step longer than he did because it has been almost as bad as him. It, it has been. He's tripped over the camera and <laughs> knocked it over. We're on. We're now on a second computer. Yeah, yeah. We're going to try another one. And we're going to uh, try another oh, pearl. Okay. Then. <laughs> And you know what? While you were tasting that good old pearl beer right there, uh, I came up with a new word that may go in the dictionary. Well, at least the Minerva Dictionary. The, the Minerva Dictionary. And, and that new word is bourbon base. Bourbon base. So yep. uh, how do you base that on? So B-Dub has that bass in his voice, you know, that young... Down deep bass voice. I don't. I don't know what y'all are talking See, about. On there, that. it is. There is it. Like, oh yeah. See, <laughs> so we got B Dub with us. Hello. Yeah. We've but, got we've got the barbecue good king. Good morning. Good morning. We got the doc in the house. Got the so super doc in the house. If anybody's feeling a little down, just come see me and I'll fix you up. You are the doctor. And so old bourbon bass over there stays up till one thirty in the morning drinking bourbon, and he's normally got a little bass in his voice. But that old bourbon bass, you know, that's when you drink bourbon all night and you wake up morning, and you got deeper, you got a little bit deeper, little deeper. deeper tone from the bourbon he's bass. He's going low today. I'm going to propose that go in the dictionary. I'm not sure how that proposition works to get a new word added to the dictionary, but you're pretty intelligent, Doc. You know how that works. I ain't got a damn clue. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are, uh, recording season one, episode one, Can't Make It Up. We're here. We're live, and we're ready to rock and yeah, roll this yeah. time. Here live yeah, we're in the new studio. In the new studio, Doc's Boudin Studio out here. And uh, I know Angelina is happy we're out of her kitchen. She's one happy mama right now because we're out of the kitchen, <laughs> yeah. and we're out here in the shop. And... Uh, Hey, I kind of like it. I, I do, too. Uh, and, you know, we had a really exciting guest scheduled to interview this morning, and we're going we're gonna to have to reschedule that. But I want to give our listening audience a little snippet of who we were going in and who we will eventually interview. Uh, his name is Harold Parsley, Jr. He's a longtime businessman, successful businessman, entrepreneur. An inventor. Inventor. Uh, family man, just a stand-up, salt-of-the-earth person, right? Really, really taught me a lot as a kid on on how to operate as a man. Well said, well said. I, and, I can remember as a kid, he would he would leave six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning, and get home about six thirty, seven o'clock in the evening every yeah. day. And you know, he's eighty-three years old now, and he's still working. Yep. He's, his health has declined some, and, and that's the reason he's not here this morning. He's he's battling a little illness, a little short-term illness, but uh, he expressed his sorrow for not being able to make the schedule. And when Cat Mom and I were there, which Cat Mom is my wife, and he's my father-in-law, 
We were there visiting with him this you're, morning. You're his favorite son-in-law. I am his favorite son-in-law. Very favorite yeah. one. Uh, well, that'd be the only one. Right. So yeah. I guess that qualifies. Exactly. Be the favorite son-in-law. <laughs> I've got to be good at something. I think I just, you know, I'm a good son-in-law. Exactly. In my own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a lot better now at this age than probably 20 years ago. I've come a long way, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So he, uh, I said, Mr. P, you know, you were, you were picked, you were chosen to be our number one guest interview. And he said, well, that, you know what? He goes, that's an honor. He goes, but I'm 83 years old and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. We went on to we went on to visit a little bit, and he he said, "Cat, uh, I'm so proud of you for your success as a real estate agent." He said, "You know, I that's a hard job," and she said, "Yeah, that's a tough job." He said, "I tried it twice and couldn't do it." He said, "The first time Martha Kay and I moved to Houston, and I was ready to be successful." He said, yeah, "I failed, <laughs> I failed twice." <laughs> so we were loading up the U-Haul trailer, literally loading up the U-Haul trailer. And Martha Kay looked at me and she said, Harold Lee, I'm so thankful this didn't happen because I was afraid we were going to get rich, wealthy, and it was going to change who we are. Yeah, I could hear Martha Kay saying that. Just as genuine as can be. There is no doubt. And he said, he goes, you know, we got the trailer loaded up and we got in the truck and we were starting to pull that rascal to Rockdale. And he said, he looked at her and he said, honey, I'm glad I didn't disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> I could see uh, Harold saying that he's a, he's a really a witty guy, and yeah, man, is. we look forward to to this interview coming up in uh, the next few weeks. Hopefully. It's going to be good. It's going to have some good stories in it, some some uh, comical stories, some success stories. It's it's going to be good and some failures because, like any good business person. You're going to fail a few times before you figure it all out. Yeah. So, you know, our little debacles we've had this morning just kind of rolls right into the name of this podcast, Can't Make It Up. You can't make any of this up this morning. But. And with that said, Doc, won't you enlighten our listening audience this morning where we're about to spend the next 10 to 12 minutes, uh, 15 minutes uh, enlightening on, on this. Boy, I use that enlightened word twice. Right? Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with you. You might be like that computer just on, on reboot. I reboot, yeah. Hey, just you driving this morning was quite the – that's a whole other story. I did struggle a little bit with getting to the right spot. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, going and coming. <laughs> so uh, what we decided we wanted to talk about is uh, camping. And uh, we feel like we're pretty much experts on this now because we've done everything you can do camping the wrong way. We have. And very few things the right way. We have had some adventures. Unplanned, planned, we've had some adventures with camping. Well, I can tell you one thing. If you invite me tent camping, number one, you're going to be very lucky if I go because (laughs) I have terrible luck. I'm talking about torrential, torrential rain. Yeah. Heavy winds, yeah, and a lot of lightning. Where you get to spend the whole night in the damn pickup truck. I'm telling you. Well, one time, got to spend. We we were down on the riverbank, and uh, decided to uh, camp on the river on the on the sandbar. Oh, okay. So this is not the the Skeen River trip. Oh no, oh, okay. no. This is back when I was probably. Uh, 
fifth or sixth grade, I went with uh, two of my sisters and their uh, husbands. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, 11, 12 o'clock at night came a torrential rain. The vehicle, we get stuck, <laughs> can't get out. So we, uh, we walk. You walk. Miles. 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 Finally, somebody picks us up. Wow. Did all your camping stuff wash away? Uh, no, the pickup truck didn't. We uh, got a guy with a tractor, and he came down there and pulled us all out and uh, made it home about the time the sun rose and uh, soaking wet, been up all night. And uh, that was kind of the my first uh, bad experience with a tent camp. And uh, so that kind of set the tone. Well, you... But you know what? You made memories. <laughs> yeah. There, there's not too many fond ones from that one, honestly. Uh, so so kind of go back to where we started. The first time I remember us camping together as families was after the softball league. We Fire department had a team in, the, in the softball league. We and we decided that the whole team was going to take their families camping. Yep. We sure did. We were lucky. In-laws had a camper, so we borrowed it, and it was pretty much set up. We just showed up, and it was great. Well, you had a very nice camper to camp in. I, on the other hand, had a tent. It was a nice. I remember it was a really nice <laughs> two-bedroom. You're being unusually nice to me right now, Doc. Well, I mean, it was. <laughs> well, it's it nice to Okay, it so did, it was a it two, and have, it did have air conditioning. It did have an AC unit. <laughs> it's my own homemade contraption. Of you, barred, you barred it out of a window. I pulled a window unit out and stuck it in the side of that tent to keep us because it was hot. It was, it was summertime. It was, Mom was not happy with me anyway for for taking part in this camping trip, so I was just trying to do good, right, and put this <laughs> air conditioner in the tent. Oh, Lord. And, you know, I'm going to jump forward real quick. The la- the very last time I camped with you was glamping and tent camping on the Seguin River, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the Seguin. It's the Seguin <laughs> yeah. River. Uh, actually, it's not the Seguin. It's uh, the Guadalupe. Guadalupe River. Right. <laughs> and, boy, we get there. It was a great time with a lot of good friends. So, so hang on. So, I warned you, right? You, you, did, you did get fair warning. I said, I tell you what, I'm going to go. We're going to go this time because... The tents are set up. Yep. The cots are in there. All yep. we got to do is show up. So when it rains, it's out. It's no big deal. You just get your stuff and get in your vehicle and wait it out. Well, and so the story goes. You know, we had a great day of fun and uh, listened to some live music that night on the stage there at the campground. We may or may not have uh, had a really good time. We did. And you know what? You even had a better time that next day. <laughs> I remember we were cooking steaks. And you're like, I'm not even sure where your mind was. Uh, it was. I have that on video, I think. Really? Yeah. Yeah, but let's roll back to the rain. So about 2, 3 in the morning, the, the camp caretakers, camp employees come tapping on our tents and saying, y'all please wake up and get in your vehicles. There's a severe thunderstorm coming. Yeah, and, and I was uh, really sleeping really well, and Angie struggled to get me to wake up. Yeah. And then I get up, and I'm just going to go to the vehicle. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. Come get these damn luggage, and then we're taking it to the vehicle, too. <laughs> can't make it up, brother. You can't make it up. And I'm like, is it going to rain that much? And she's like, we're getting our shit loaded. <laughs> 
<laughs> so here we go. Everybody to their vehicle. And uh, several hours of rain. Yeah. Lightning. Lightning. High winds. High winds. <laughs> there wasn't any hail, though, fortunately. No hail. I was uh, able to doze back off and get a pretty good nap in my truck. I did. Yeah, me too. A cat mama went to sleep. And you know, the next day, the weather was beautiful. And we stayed that second night in our tent, didn't we? No, that was... Uh, oh, that was the second this night. This was the second yeah, night. Yeah, we, we loaded up our mess and went to the house. Yeah, everybody went to the vehicle. About and, six in the morning. Yeah, when the sun came up and... Well, actually, at 4.33, I remember the time exactly because I looked when the guy tapped on my window to tell me I could go back to my tent. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he tapped on my window and I rolled the window down. He's like, hey, you're clear to go back to your tent. And I just rolled the window back up. <laughs> And those back off. I mean, I wasn't going back to the tent. <laughs> I wasn't. We were going to take a nap till six, and we left. Hey, so my last time to tent camp on the beach, and this is uh, Port Aransas, Texas, on the Gulf Coast. There. So, so you and Cat Mama, y'all really do enjoy to go we, tent camping. We do at, at the right time of year when the well, weather's yeah. Not we too enjoy bad. it, and you know it's kind of funny because we've gone through. Pop-up travel trailers, full-size travel trailers, and we've gone full circle in our life now back to tent camping. And we've had some more adventures, and, and our last, next to last adventure was our last time to camp on the beach. <clears throat> we get there about 9 o'clock in the evening. It's dark. We're setting our tent up, tent up on the beach, you know, right off the high tide water line there. And we get everything set up probably by 10. Let's go pick up a pizza, bring it back here and eat it, have a few drinks, well, the fog really came in heavy. I mean heavy, thick fog. <laughs> so we go get our pizza, and we come back, and it, the fog is so damn thick, you can't see. You didn't run over your tent. Did I did you? not run over my tent. But we get out, and we're all excited to eat our pizza, and I go in the tent, and it's so damp, the water is wicking through the walls of the tent. The inside of the tent is saturated. I've been there before. And I don't like it. So let me tell you what we did. I bundled that tent up. I didn't pack it up. I bundled that tent up, put it in the back of my truck. We got on looking for a hotel, motel room, and we head to Porter, and we found one room. Head to Porter, Aransas. And we get there, and there's a young man and a young lady in front of us <clears throat> checking in. And the desk clerk tells them, well, I'm sorry we gave you a reservation to somebody else. And I'm standing back there thinking, that's probably me. And he's like, well, why? And they said, well, your credit card was, was declined, and we've been trying to call you all day, and we just couldn't hold your reservation. Now I'm kind of feeling guilty, right? But this young man's probably 23, and I'm 56 at the time, thinking he can do a much better job of sleeping in his pickup than I can at age 56. So the level of guilt declined at that point, and we got our room. Exactly. <laughs> so when you talk about the tent, uh, wickening the moisture. You know, when you're camping and it's raining and you're laying in your tent, this thing, they're somewhat waterproof, right? Yeah, so it's the, supposed to be. So the deal is you don't touch it. Don't well, we touch. buy cheap tents. Now, these right. people that do it for real, yeah, we buy cheap tents. So we were at Somerville camping one time, uh, and 3 o'clock in the morning comes a uh, another tsunami. And uh, it's raining cats and dogs, and uh, 
and it starts dripping water into the tent on us. Yeah. And I'm like, quit touching the tent. You're making it leak. And my buddy's like, I ain't touched the damn tent. <laughs> I said, well, that's the only way. This is waterproof. That's the only way it's going to leak. Yeah, waterproof. He's like, well, I ain't touched it. And now it's lots of water. So we like, all right, let's just go to the truck. So we unzip the tent door, the bottom. Water just flows in. Water flow through your tent. Yeah. So the tent, as we're walking out, water is now standing in the tent. And uh, we go get in the truck and uh, sitting there. And I'm like, you know, I would just leave and leave our tent there. But uh, my boat. Oh, you had a boat at the time. It's still anchored down in, in Somerville Lake, maybe. <laughs> we got to pretty much get it before we can even leave. That was a ski boat or a John boat? It was a, uh, it was a tri-hull. Tri-hull. Uh, Hicks, uh, okay. A custom craft-made Hicks craft tri-hull 1976. I'm not sure we needed that level of detail of information. <laughs> thing had a but... 360 Chrysler engine in it. Oh, Lord. It was uh, quite the Cadillac, man. Sounds like it. And uh, needless to say, we just rode it out in the truck, waited for sunlight so we could get all our crap, load it up. And you're gone. And we're gone, gone and ain't coming back. Well, you know, I was looking at old B-Dub mixing it up over there, and it looked like he wanted to say something. Well, y'all do camping a little bit different than I do camping. Well, you're young. Yeah, so y'all normally drive to the campsite. Stay in a travel trailer. I normally hike into my ca- my camping spot, and back, I normally stay in a hammock. Back to the young thing, yeah. right? I didn't know you could hike to a camping spot. I figured you always had to drive. Yeah, thank you. Exactly. And the, uh, so this is pretty much primitive camping. Yes, is it's, what you're it's doing. very primitive camping. You, uh, so pretty much me and my buddy before. Uh, the semester at Blend started, we decided we were going to go on a little bit of a hike and uh, through Sam Houston National Forest, uh, end up on Lake Conroe, camp there for a night, and then hike back. It was going to be a 20-mile round-trip hike, 10 miles there, 10 miles back. And so we set out. Weather was supposed to be good. There was supposed to be a cold front coming in on Tuesday. Hey, let's just set the record straight. Me and Old <laughs> Chief? Uh-uh. No. We ain't doing no. that shit. Hell, I don't even know how to read a damn compass. Did <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm exaggerating? <laughs> you hike me 10 miles through the woods, I'm screwed. Well, so there's a cold front coming in on Tuesday. We're, we were going to be 10 miles from my truck. It ended up being 28 miles to the, to the spot we were camping. Yeah. The uh, the map we used was wrong. Nice. So, 28 miles to the banks of Lake Conroe in Texas. And uh, cold front blew in that night at about 10 o'clock that night. <clears throat> Did you have any cold weather provisions with you? Uh, no. No. It, it was a hammock that we had. And the wind probably picked up to a good 30, 40 miles an hour. Because we were right there on the bank, and it was coming from the north, so it went straight across the lake. Whew. 
Hey, this sounds like something we could have planned, Ward. <laughs> it other, sounds like one yeah. of my other than yeah, walking. I can tell he's your damn son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you passed on the gene. <laughs> well, so, something. Well, what did you? What did y'all do? Did Did you oh, stay? Did so you? We We stayed there. I was bundled up in my hammock. I, I was pretty warm, and then the wind got to blowing forty miles an hour, and the hammock <laughs> fell out of the tree. <laughs> We're about to get the truth. They slept together, didn't you? No, the uh, the hammock blew out of the y'all, tree. Y'all bundled up together. Didn't no, you? come no, on. We didn't do that, but uh, I slept on one side of the. It was. It's okay. It was. Can, it was probably a, one or two o'clock in the morning, and we have our phones with the flashlight, walking through the woods looking for sticks. To build so, a fire. To build a fire. Built a, <laughs> With a 40-mile-an-hour wind, this is a great I, idea. Yeah. We built a fire, not a, not a big one, just enough to keep us warm for the night, and we basically almost laid in the fire because it was cold. It got... The I, only part of naked and afraid that you didn't qualify for with that story is you weren't... Na- at least you say you weren't naked. No, no, no. <laughs> You just gave us a ver. I think you watched that, what you just told us on Naked and Afraid. No, no, That's no. That's a true story. I, unfortunately, I'm just joking Unfortunately, with you, I had to live through that. that was, I'm just joking with you, That was not very fun. Oh, beat up mixing it up over there. He, I think he might have one-upped us on that story, Doc. I'm pretty sure he did. Hey, I got to jump to one that's, you know, it was a little embarrassing for me. Uh, our kids were, I think, six four. No, eight to six and probably two. We were with a group of friends camping at a lake. I'm not going to tell you the name of the lake. It was in Texas. We had our travel trailer. One of my friends had a boat. Hey, hang on. So is this the travel trailer that you pulled with the minivan? This is the travel trailer that I pull with the Ford Aerostar van. So let me ask. <laughs> when you bought that camper. Yeah. Did the sales guy ask you, are you going to pull it with that? I asked him if I could pull it with that. Now, it had a V6 in it, okay? This is the extended version 1993 model Ford Airstar van. Green. Hunter Green. Nice. And he said, oh, yeah, it'll pull it. Yeah. So this is a 23-foot travel trailer. Not a super light model. They didn't make them super light back then. They didn't. And... You know, it pretty much turned into a shit show. Yeah, I mean, I can remember y'all going on trips and uh, pretty much rolling windows down so the vehicle would not overheat. Because somebody told me, and this is summertime, right? Somebody told me if if your vehicle's starting to get hot, if you'll turn the heater on, and (laughs) it'll take some of the heat away from the engine. And so we're trying to, we're, we're riding with our windows down, got the damn heater on in the middle of the summer, and... When we would stop, like for gas or at a restaurant or something to grab something to eat or whatever, convenience store, I would literally leave it running idling and raise the hood to let it try to cool down to get some more air in there to cool off. Our kids were so embarrassed. I remember that. I remember <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. You know, the last trip that van pulled that uh, camper, we were headed to... A Yogi Berra Park, and we got to Somerville, and the transmission let go. I pulled it over at a shop in Somerville. My sister and brother-in-law brought me their pickup, and we left that van there. <laughs> it was done, man. But that van had a lot of history with our family, and I, it embarrassed the you know what out of our kids to 
to do that. Good Lord. So did you go back and get the van later? Did you I did go back. There? I did go back and get the van. Well, I had a tow truck go back and pick up the van, bring it to Rockdale and, and get it fixed. And I think we kept it another year. Now, we didn't pull the travel trailer with it. All right, let's get back to the let's get back to the uh, to the to so the, to the lake. Y'all I'll spill lake. it. I'll spill it. We're at Inks Lake, and a uh, bunch of different families there camping. So Friday night, one of our buddies is saying, "Yeah, there's this there's this catfish barge restaurant on Inks Lake that's screen windows." And he said, "We used to ski by there and spray water." And I'm thinking, he goes, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm you know I'm thinking, oh, that sounds like pretty fun. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, I'm next assuming. day, me and two buddies are in the boat. We'd been drinking a little. Boat driver hadn't, but me and another buddy had. So uh, we're skiing around, and I'm on the old single, the old slalom water skiing. We make our way pretty close to the Catfish Barge Restaurant about five in the afternoon, and I cut out to the left of the boat. So you remembered the story told the night before, and you thought, huh? <laughs> thought I'll try this. Let me show you what I can do. Thought I'll try this. And uh, I make a turn. Honestly, didn't think I was close enough to the Catfish Barge restaurant to get the patrons wet. <laughs> so we make the turn and we go under the bridge and come back around. And by this time, I'm tired. So I pull up slack in the ski rope and let go. And I go down and my buddy stops the boat and he goes, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, swim to the boat. <laughs> you soaked them. <laughs> By this time, the owner and a patron are coming out jumping in their boat to chase us down. We leave the ski rope behind the boat. We're taking off. They finally catch up to us and we just stop. And they're angry, which I get it, right? <laughs> I- hey, I understand. I'd be angry too. Probably the only person more mad than them are the people that are sitting there soaking wet. Yeah. <laughs> so, long story short, we apologize. We get back to the store, to the shore, and I'm walking around like a kid who lost his candy, man. I'm scared. I'm embarrassed. I'm nervous. About an hour later, guess who shows up? Ga- oh, sheriff. Oh, game warden. Oh, game warden. Oh, game warden shows up. Oh. And uh, we came. We came to him. We said, "You're probably looking for us." And he said, yeah, it was two game wards, an older gentleman, you know, a senior game warden and a younger one with him. So I went off to the side and was talking with him. He said, I've had a complaint filed against you on a water ski. I said, yes, sir, I understand. I apologize. And so he went on to write me a citation for unsafe operation of a water ski. I bet that was a pretty little pricey fine. It was. He said, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys, uh, this is not something you do every weekend. I said, no, sir, it's a really dumb decision, and I apologize. He says, well, I'm going to recommend to the county judge or to the precinct judge that uh, she assess you. Said, your fine could be up to $500, but I think you're good old boys. I'm going to tell her that. He said, but I'm going to warn you, she's tough. He said she was the first homicide detective for the Houston Police Department, female homicide detective. And now she's the the judge there, the uh, whatever it is, precinct judge. Right, right. Justice of the peace. Well, <clears throat> Monday morning, I uh, call her, and she said, Mr. Rodham, how you plea? I said, well, obviously I plead guilty. <laughs> and I'm thinking old game warden has talked to her, and he had. And I'm thinking, boy, I'm going to get off with a $25 fine plus court costs. This is going to be okay. Pretty sure it wasn't going to be $25. Well, it was $300 plus court costs. <laughs> and the game warden told me that day, he said, normally I take people to jail for doing this. And I'm like, oh, Lord. He said, but I can tell you boys hadn't been drinking. 
And I'm thinking in my mind, thank God you didn't show up an hour earlier. (laughs) (laughs) So that was an expensive lesson learned. And uh, you know what? I'll just, because people out there listening are probably thinking, you're really stupid. I was really stupid. I have have something to add to that. So he was telling y'all to swim back in the boat and y'all were driving around on the boat trying to outrun these guys. Where were y'all going to go on a lake? Well, we were headed to shore. We were trying to get to where we were camping. I, I don't know why, but, you know, that was our that was our thought process. Got the hotline coming yep, in. Yep, got the hotline coming in. That must be a, that's the cat mama calling. He had it on silence earlier, but we had so many problems technically <laughs> earlier. I, I, I apologize for that interruption. <laughs> She's probably wondering what we're still doing. And if she knew we were just really getting started with our first podcast today... We we've had uh, we've had an interesting morning, hadn't we? They're always interesting when yeah. we get together, though. That's so very true. That's just very another true. day. Yeah, you know you can't make it up. You can't make it. <laughs> can't. So camping, man, and you know I really I really do enjoy camping. It's fun. It's but boy, we have experienced everything that could go wrong or do wrong. I can only speak for myself. I've done it. Oh, there's no doubt. Oh, we've been there too many times together, and. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to go a whole nother episode just needs to be over camping at Texas Motor Speedway and uh, oh boy at a NASCAR race. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that aspect oh, of our lives. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, that... that's when you were riding on the hitch down I-35. Down I-35 between the travel trailer and the pickup. Yeah, I was trying to get a little fresh air. I thought yeah. that was a normal thing. Uh, you were throwing up. Well, I was thinking about it. Thank God traffic was only moving at 10 miles an hour that Monday morning. Well, I mean, if if you would have just understood that the adjustment on the trailer brakes <laughs> could be turned down so every time you touched the brakes, the camper didn't, like, give so, us whiplash, Yeah, I yeah. probably would not have had to had to get out of the vehicle and try to get some fresh We air. didn't even know. We being, me and dude, are, are worn yeah, Warren. You know, every time he gets a new girlfriend or a new fiance, well, you got to call me Warren now. Can't call him dude. Well, at least he ain't marrying anybody just yet. That's true. He's got one on the hook. But dude and I are in the front seat, and we're in I thirty five traffic going through downtown Fort Worth. It's stop and go. It's Monday. It is stop, it's and, stop and, go. and go. And we even we looked around in the back seat, and we're like, "Where the hell did Doc go?" <laughs> and we're like, "We can't see you." So this truck driver rides up beside us, and he's like, blows the horn, and he points at the bumper, a back bumper of my pickup with the travel trailer hooked up to it. And about that time, I see your head raise up. Yeah. You got one foot on the bumper of my pickup and one foot on the tongue of the travel trailer. Yeah. And you're blowing chunks. I might have been uh, getting rid of a little... Something that was uh, upsetting my stomach from the yeah, night before. That's probably that case of Budweiser you drank in the stands and proceeded to tell everybody up above you how dumb they were because their driver didn't win, but yours did. I was just really happy when I chose the right hat that morning because uh, being a uh, Jeff Gordon fan yeah, and a Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan. Yeah, I give you credit. You did choose the right driver that morning. Yeah, and I probably wouldn't drink all that beer if you would have drank the allotment that you said you were going to drink 
but it was too cold and too wet and too damp and too dud to dud to dud to dud to dud. I hey, I have to tell you, Doc, I was really proud of you when you turned around wearing them people out and you fell backwards. Well, the chair two rows of seats. The chairs. <laughs> They're hinged. They're not made to stand. I mean, you got to get in the chairs if you want to talk to everybody back behind you so and they then, can see you. And then you got mad at me. You got mad at me. You're like, oh, hey, I'm sorry, Doc. I was laughing. Then you got mad. You calmed down. You got mad again because when we were walking down, because we were way up high in those bleachers, we were walking down, and the other people were like, don't get in front of that guy. He's going to fall. <laughs> I remember that vividly, and I wasn't going to fall. I was good to go. It's just the ch- challenges of standing in the folding chairs Yeah, is not very yeah. easy to do. And preaching to people up above you how I, smart you were, right? I, I told them all. You did. They, 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 you were, did. they clearly understood. You did a fine job. So, hey, uh, I guess we're going to wrap this up. Man, it's been fun, and we, we, we're doing something today, that, and this is being recorded on Saturday. It'll be released on Wednesday. But but today there's an important event going on. And one of our topics we'll hit on is the importance of volunteerism, right? Or the importance of volunteering. No doubt, because we're both we we both have a history of volunteering through the fire service. We do. And uh, so it's near and dear to our hearts. And uh, today we're going to volunteer uh, within the community, not doing fire department work. Correct. But just doing some community uh, building uh, for the Alex Strong uh benefit yeah so alex is a young lady that uh has grown up here in rockdale alex sandoval and here probably back in december she was diagnosed with uh, a rare form of brain cancer that's correct that's correct and boy i tell you what just a courageous young lady it's 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 amazing to see how strong she is and how strong she's showing everybody else they can be uh Team Strong is uh, going strong, and uh, it's it's going to be an amazing evening in Rockdale, Texas. It they're is. We're going to do a fish fry out yep. at Brett's backyard. Have a fundraiser for that family. It's going to be a drive-through fish fry. We're going to cook thirty-two boxes of fish and serve about thousand to twelve hundred plates. Yeah, going to raise some money. We're going to raise. We're going to raise a lot of money. For a, for a loving family, and yep. uh, the community of Rockdale is really going to step up and, and show what makes this place so special. It, it does make Rockdale special. The community of Rockdale always steps up in these kind of times. And, you know, it's a terribly unfortunate situation, but you got to trust in the Lord. And, and I, you know, I want to throw this out there to our listening audience. If uh, Just from the brief time that we've talked about Alex and, and her her battle with cancer and her family's battle with it you know if they just keep her and her family in their thoughts and prayers we'd sincerely appreciate it we definitely would sincerely appreciate it and uh and just do something to help your neighbor be friendly to your neighbor it's a good point doc you know how our whole world could use that more and more and more and more right now i agree just be friendly to your neighbor speak to your neighbor say hi it's easy it's simple it's not that hard it's not can't make it up. Can't baby. make it up. Hey, let's mark the clock. I got eleven fifty six on Saturday, February sixth. We're gonna broadcast this Wednesday or Thursday or whenever B Dub gets it out. It'll it'll be it'll be. We're gonna we're gonna move our podcast to. Uh, well, it'll be available either Wednesday or Thursday. Okay, uh, whatever B Dub decides, and uh, 
we'll keep all y'all posted and uh man look forward to many great episodes to come and i hope y'all enjoy this one i hope they did and thank y'all to our listening audience who've uh taken a chance and listened to us we sincerely hope that you listen you enjoy it listening to us as much as we enjoy doing these podcasts and with that Get out, get you a good ice cold pearl beer if you're in the neighborhood. There you go. Try one out. They're pretty dang good. They are. We love y'all. We do. See you next week. Hey, from Doc, Chief, and old B-Dub mixing it up, y'all enjoy your weekend and have a great week. We're out. We're out.